This week, some last-minute gift ideas for the RVer in your life. Plus, we traveled to the town of Fairbanks, Alaska, which had a lot more to do in it than we might have thought before. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. When the temperatures are freezing, your extremities are going to feel the cold first, and nobody likes numb fingers or frosty toes. One small piece of gear that makes a big difference is glove liners. Put these on and you won't just get a little extra warmth. You can also take your hands out of your mittens without exposing them to the elements. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 301 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. We're kicking off the show today with some ideas for the holidays if you're looking to purchase a gift for an RVer in your life. Uh, We've run down a few things that we've really loved over the years that we've had. These are None of these are, and we'll put Amazon links together for a couple of these, but these are not things that we're making money off of. This is just a list of stuff that we want to show you, except maybe one of them. I was like, wow. <laughs> I is, mean, but we're not, but we are, but this, we're not. This is legitimately a, a list of stuff that we really, really like and, and, and think is not just stuff we like, but think would be good for gifting. Really, yeah. Really. I think that this list is not going to surprise any longtime listener <laughs> no, no. there's nothing that's going there to go be, there might oh, be one or two things that, well maybe but i, I these yeah. are really things that not only yeah. do we use but we've talked about but we have uh, yeah. for years been fans of so anyway enough disclaimers First we can talk about things <laughs> we can talk about things without like a 25 minute long disclaimer we're so we're so midwestern yeah. in that way okay first up on the list so this requires some midwesternness to be, oh, to, to talk does. about because it does. okay so th- this is a, a great gift uh hands down for any camper who likes to sit around a campfire Solo Stove makes, you know Solo Stove the brand that makes the smokeless fire pits this isn't that but it's from Solo Stove um, Solo Stove makes a set of roasting sticks for campfires, for marshmallows, for hot dogs, whatever you want to put on them. And they are extravagant. These are not something that a lot of people would purchase on their own for themselves. Um, although you should, because you're worth it. They really are good. Um, yes. And it's just one of the roasting sticks are one of those things that people, I think they just think, well, I'm just going to get the cheapest wire ones possible from, from the camp store or Walmart. And And that's totally fine. Those are fine too. But if you do want to level up the experience a little bit and have fully stainless steel, (laughs) fully stainless steel roasting sticks that come in their own little carrying case and they, uh, they're just, they're machined really well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels really good to use them. It seems so ridiculous. Um, Would you screw them together? You, yeah, they come it's in two pieces. And they're it's, deliberate. It's a very uh, well machined thread mm-hmm. that that marries the two pieces together. So it's maybe uh, collapsed down about a foot and a half. Yeah. But but then full length, you know, once you put them together. Yeah, it comes in a really nice carrying case. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift to give to someone, especially because they would never think to get something yeah. like this. This is one of the best things about the holidays or just about gift giving in general is that you're giving the opportunity to give someone something yeah. that, like you said, they wouldn't necessarily go get for themselves. The catch is they are over $60. They're expensive. They're expensive. expensive. Uh, But they are, I mean, legitimately, they are worth it. We can definitely vouch for them. We have been very happy with them. Solo Stove also makes some other tools for working with a campfire, like the the poker log poker and uh, the tongs. The tong thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So, 
It's a great gift. We'll link to it. All these are going to be in the show notes. I'll try to put an article together too to make it even easier to find. Next on the list, you have heard me talk about this a thousand times. It's the Brew Trek Insulated French Press. Now, this comes in a couple of different sizes. You've got the Overlander size, which is much smaller. And then you have the Base Camp, which I believe Overlander is like 28 ounces and Base Camp is somewhere around 40. Don't quote me on that. I have both of these. I've had both of these for years. I love them. I think that they keep the coffee incredibly hot. I think they're incredibly easy to use. They're durable. So when they're getting knocked around up there in your cabinets of the RV, you don't have to worry about glass. You don't have to worry about it breaking. It makes more than one cup, which for some of us in the morning, we don't have the patience to sit there and do the pour over. Take it outside too and have it with you out there and not worry about it cooling off. It's great. I love them. The base camp, uh, excuse me, the Overlander is the smaller one. It starts at $50. And again, that's a great gift it's if you're doing... It's kind of standard French press yeah, amount of plunger. coffee in that one. I'm Well, the size. Oh. The, the Overlander is about the standard French press amount of coffee. And then the other one's much bigger. Yeah, for one. I mean... <laughs> well, depends know, on depends how much on, coffee you drink. Yeah, it depends on the kind of coffee drinker you are. But yeah, they're both... Yeah. Uh, perfect, if, especially if you're going to make coffee. We ended up using the uh, base camp a lot more than the Overlander towards the end as Jason kind of started drinking a little bit more coffee. And then I was like, I need, I need more than one. I need more than one. <laughs> so we started using the larger of the two. Great gift. Uh, the third one, of course, we've talked a lot about this and you've probably seen a hundred pictures of us at different locations. And that is going to be a Harvest Hosts membership. This is something that you can buy and immediately have. So let's say it's December 23rd and you're headed to an event and you realize that you forgot to get like cousin Todd a gift and you have his name that year and Todd really loves RVing. Pick him up a Harvest Host membership. Todd will thank you a million times over when he's heading to breweries, wineries, museums, alpaca farms, you name it. Harvest Host is probably partnering with yeah, them. Yeah, and if if they already have a Harvest Host membership, they might not have Harvest Host's newest offering, which is a, called the Camper's Card. Maybe yep. they're not interested in the Harvest Host membership, too. The Camper's Card is basically a discount card uh, that uh, thousands of campgrounds across the country, it'll get you a little bit of a discount or like some add-ons, like might you might get a free bundle of firewood with booking and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and when... Really affordable. Firewood is costing like twenty twenty five dollars a bundle these days. Twenty five dollars. Like... <laughs> what are you smoking? <laughs> it that is camp, expensive. That campfire smoke. That's what I'm smoking. That campfire smoke. <laughs> that twenty five dollar bundle of wood campfire smoke. But campfire's card can be a really great yeah. add on for someone who already is a big fan of Harvest Hosts or is not into camping in that way. You know, it's a self contained overnight yeah. stop, no hookups, anything like that. So maybe someone isn't really that kind of an RVer. Camper's card could be a great alternative Camper's because card, of the discount. It, it mainly works at commercial campgrounds. So if it's somebody that visits those types of places, it's a no-brainer for them. Yeah, so let's talk about another membership here. And that is going to be if you have an avid national park enthusiast in your family, an America the Beautiful Pass. This is the annual National Park Service Pass is a fantastic gift for this person yeah. because it does have to be purchased every single year. So this could be something that you are known to gift this person every holiday starting now. They will know that the America the Beautiful Pass is coming from my dear friend who absolutely supports my love for the national parks and the national parks themselves. So uh, America the Beautiful Pass right now is $80 for the year. That's going to get you into all fee collecting national park service sites across all 426. Now, not all 426 are fee collecting. Mm-hmm. But it will work at any of those that are collecting an entrance fee. Just don't get this for somebody who is a senior or is disabled because they can get a <laughs> I said senior really funny there. I know. Did a senior sound- or who is disabled. It sounded like you said senior. Senior. Don't get this for somebody who is a senior or disabled because they can get much more affordably an $80 lifetime pass uh, if they're a senior or free lifetime pass if mm-hmm. they're disabled and it has more features that has discounts for camping in it that the America the Beautiful Pass doesn't have. But uh, now that the America the Beautiful Pass requires two signatures, it's actually useful for a couple to have 
two of these yeah. instead of one. Or, hey, maybe your parents are thinking about going full-time or yeah. they're going to start RVing more. Yeah. Get them the senior pass. Yeah. That's another, that could be another really, yeah. really great gift. Oh, one more membership, or actually two more. Let's do all our memberships and then yeah. we'll jump back to actual, get back yeah. into physical things. So we would be uh, remiss if we did not suggest the best membership that is out there, the one that we didn't want to put on the list, but at the same time did. And that would be a mile marker membership. That is the RV miles membership where you can gift this to someone and they can come and they can support what we're doing here. You can come and support what we're doing here at RV Miles. A mile marker membership, not only is it providing support into our small business to help us grow with some of the changes you're seeing in 2024, but also they get really fun perks. So there's a subscription to RV Today. We do our monthly live streams. There's the bonus podcast after the show called Detour. And there's a couple of extra things coming in 2024 that we're really excited to announce that we have been sharing with Mile Markers. There's our homecoming event. Any RV Miles event, a Mile Marker member gets first pick of before it goes on sale to the general public. So there's a lot of really great thank yous for supporting RV Miles. And if you know someone who likes to listen to this podcast or finds value in the news videos, uh, consider bringing them into Mile Markers. We would love to have them as a member. Um, finally, on the membership level, uh, Audible. We've talked a lot about Audible in the past as well. This is um, the Amazon's uh, audiobook subscription. There are several different tiers in which you can sign someone up and in seven years, our seven years on the road and still continuing past our full-time life, we love audiobooks, listening to audiobooks in the car as a family, listening to audiobooks as solo individuals. These are great ways to break up a travel day when you have just blown through everything RV Miles has to offer you in the podcast world and you need something, well... Now you have an Audible subscription. All these memberships are great because they're things that do not take up space. And yep. people that RV a lot like things that don't take up a lot of space. We like things that don't require us to like always have to find a place for them. That's <laughs> very difficult in a small space. A lot of RVers have certain things that they use around the campsite um, that might not seem like they're maybe the funnest gift to give, but they have sort of like cheap versions of these things. And they probably aren't the type of person that would go out and spend the extra money to have the nicer version to make their life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there are a few things that I think would be really great for somebody to be gifted if they don't have those types of things. And number one I'm thinking of is wheel chocks. A lot of people have like the cheap plastic wheel chocks for their trailer or their mm -hmm. motor home. And we really like the fancy big rubber ones that are held together with a rope that you put on either side of the tire and you feel like a airport runway technician. Um, we, we have one that we have recommended for years and we have bought several pairs up for all of our RVs mm -hmm. that we'll definitely link to in the description or like a high end tire pressure gauge or a high end, uh, a pump for fill for filling tires. That type of thing is really good for somebody who doesn't spend that kind of money on themselves. Absolutely. The wheel chocks, I would say, of all those things that you just mentioned, I love those wheel chocks that we have. They are just, you feel safe. They're there and you feel like, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. And it's also very difficult to run over them. It, it's much harder. Have, than the plastic ones we have... But... <laughs> The, the plastic <laughs> ones, if you run over, you can run over them yes. and they just explode. They um, shatter they, I everywhere. I mean, they literally send shards of plastic hundreds of feet. It's not amazing. Great. So next up, this is probably not a gift I would just give somebody out of the blue. It probably would be a bad idea to do that. Uh, but this might be something that you might ask for yourself or that you might be interested in. Or if you know somebody who is like a real Danny Tanner type that loves cleaning. Wow, that was so deep. Danny Tanner. Uh, wow. This book is called Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore. And I'd like to thank Cindy for bringing this to the homecoming event. She did a whole thing on, we have a, we did a like a show and tell thing where we had people bring like their favorite gadgets like? or whatever. 
and she brought her little laundry kit and it was all based around this book. And she has, she has like this epic list of like what to use on what types of stains and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. And all came from this book. And this is really great for people who travel a lot because we usually don't travel with a lot of clothes and laundry is really important for us out on the road and getting stains out can be a hard thing to do when you don't have a full laundry room and everything. So she had a great little kit of just like little jars of the different supplies that they recommend in this book. And I'm telling you, you can get a stain out of anything if you follow this. And before you think that that seems like really over the top and it yeah. must be taking up all of the space. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like a fishing tackle box size. Yes. It was small, small. And it's also very accessible to someone who maybe laundry isn't their favorite thing. And it's very accessible in for RV life. I wish that seven years ago I had thought to look more into a book like this and the book is is really great you can also trans you know it transfers into what you do at home just as much as it does there in the RV world and you know you wouldn't think that there's that much science that goes into laundry but boy if you do it right you can really take care of the things that you have on the road and really get some longevity out of them. So it's a cool book. Yeah, I think a lot of us just make a lot of mistakes doing laundry just because it's the way we've always done it. We use too much detergent. We, you know, we don't use the right temperature and all that sort of stuff. And there are things that I would love to learn more about. One thing I learned from this was that, you know, when you start, when you get those little holes in your clothes, Mm They look like they're from moths or something like yeah. that. They're usually not. It's usually from leaving zippers unzipped in the laundry. Yeah. You got to separate that stuff yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next up is a beautiful book. It is the National Geographic Atlas of the National Parks coffee table book. We have this book. It is stunning. Yeah. I want to caution it, people that this is not like an, like an open it up and look at maps of parks. This no, is not no. a maps type atlas. So National Geographic has been doing for a while these big, huge coffee table books that they call atlases because they technically are, but they're, it's like a map of a tree root system. And there's so, sort of lots of really detailed, like how these rock formations were made. Lots of illustrations like that and some beautiful photographs by our friend uh, John Waterman, who was on the America's National Parks podcast once. Um, and he's just a wonderful uh, writer. And uh, and and I just really love this book and having it out like on your coffee table. It's a true one that you people want to pick up and look through. Yeah. And it's one of those books that I would make space for to have with me when I'm traveling. It's gorgeous. We will link to that. Um, we will link to that episode where John joined Jason on the podcast so you can listen to him talk about putting this book together because it is really fascinating. So if you have a national park lover, but you don't really want to do the America the Beautiful Pass because you're not quite sure if they would get some use out of that, this is a fantastic alternative. All right. That's our list of some last minute holiday gift ideas. If you have some of your own, please leave them as a comment on the YouTube video version of this or on our Facebook post about this episode, wherever you might want to leave them. Send us an email if you want. All right. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where ParkWolf comes in. ParkWolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road, and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? ParkWolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love ParkWolf's wildlife maps, and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next National Park adventure, download the ParkWolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. 
We're back, and it's time to talk about Fairbanks, Alaska, which is sort of the next town we visited in mm-hmm. the great state of Alaska. And, I, you know, this was supposed to be a place where we sort of cooled our jets a bit after a lot of quick traveling, a lot of uh, a lot of moving twice a week or more, and taking a little bit of time to sit still and to reprovision. This is the first town that we hit in, in Alaska where we had, like, access to like big box stores and mm-hmm. Walmart and Costco and all that sort of stuff, which was so crazy because we actually ran into so many RV miles listeners and ran into people that we had already like yes. met in Canada and in like chicken and stuff. Wow. It was really wild where we sort of started to realize that there's just this big RVing community that hits Alaska all at once. Yeah, and we had felt that for sure in Chicken, and then yeah. this continued. And it does seem like there were two mindsets. There were those of us who started north and then came down south, and then there was the other set of RVers that started south and then made their way north. So yeah. for us, Fairbanks was the first stop, but for a lot of other people, Fairbanks was often their last stop. So it was fascinating to run into people who had just spent several weeks down in the south of Alaska and they're coming up now. And, uh, you know, we, again, continued with spectacular weather in Fairbanks, spectacular weather in Fairbanks, spectacular weather as we continued to move through the state. And all those people that had started south first, they had, I think someone told me they had like two, three weeks of almost just nonstop rain. Yeah. In fact, we, it was the, the weather was so good. We had like an 80 degree day it where we hot. went canoeing. It, yeah. it was really wild. It was spectacular. So uh, we stayed at this really cool. So we did some pavement camping. Yeah. We started at the Walmart. We did a night at the Walmart. And this Walmart was like, this was RV central Walmart. You don't, don't feel like you need to ask permission here. Cause there's going to be hundreds of RVs. There. Yeah. You're not <laughs> unsure when you pull into this Walmart, if RVs yeah. are welcome, it yeah. was lovely. It was like its own little campground. They actually had our, this is the first Walmart I'd ever been to where they actually had some spots that were RV, you know, sized. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah designated out a whole section of the parking lot for RVing. And so we started there for a night, but then we moved over to a place called Pioneer Park. And this is where we spent, I think, three or four days doing some pavement camping, no hookups. Pioneer Park is sort of like this historical, how would you describe it? When they, as the city was sort of evolving, they sort of moved a lot of the historic structures to this park. So a lot of cabins and and sort of historic storefronts and there is a paddle wheel boat there. There's a train car that Warren Harding rode on. There's lots of stuff like that. A lot of old timey stuff. It's a historic village, but it's basically the stuff from all over town that they just kind of collected to put in one place. Yeah, and it's free But it's also an amusement park in some sense, too, because there are lots of things in there that you pay for to do. There are businesses that are in there. It's very interesting. You can certainly walk through the whole thing and you don't have to spend a single dollar and you can enjoy all of the history that they have to offer you there. Or you can come in and you can partake in some I think they have if I remember right there was like mini golf and a few Mm -hmm. other like entertainment to ride the train there was a fee to ride the train around the park uh and you can do all of those things too you can it's like a historical amusement park they also have shows there's a theater with some uh, with some reviews uh and there's a couple museums in there so it's it's just sort of a, a great location to sort of get some Alaskan history in you. And this was the 4th of July week that we were there. Mm -hmm. So they had a lot of stuff going on there for the 4th of July. And, you know, when you think about going to Alaska and if you're somebody who likes to, you know, really celebrate the 4th of July, we're not going to find fireworks anymore anywhere because it's daylight right right so uh, <laughs> right this so is true. fairbanks actually was a really great place to celebrate uh the fourth of july and uh independence day and 
and they had uh, like an antique car show happening in the park that we really loved going to and lots of like face painting performances. And, yeah. They really Pioneer Park really did it yeah. up for Fourth of July. So we were there for about three or four days. It was twelve dollars a day to camp. And that, again, is no hookups. You're just taking um, a designated RV parking spot. And it is first come, first serve. First come, first serve. They do have a water spigot there on site. There's no like mm-hmm. dump stations, anything like that, but they do have a water fill there, um, which is great. There's so many places around Alaska where there's free water fills and and uh, and even free dump stations available. Yeah, we felt very safe here. We certainly mm-hmm. went out and did things around uh, Fairbanks. We felt very comfortable leaving the RVs there. Wasn't the quietest place. No. Uh, it is next to a major road, and there are a lot of people drag racing on that road at 2 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. I know, because it's still daylight outside. Um, so if you're looking for serene, peace, and quiet, yeah. I think it implies when you say you're staying at in a Pioneer lot. Park yeah. in yeah. your pavement camping, it's, yeah. it is it um, is an elevated Walmart situation. Uh, a little bit more spaced out, though. I, I felt yeah. like we ended up on an insight, which really helped. We had so it kind of gave us a little bit more room than you normally would have but we did that we enjoyed the park they also have at the park the famous alaska salmon bake now one thing about staying here too is that you're going to see a lot especially in the summer you're going to see a lot of cruise ship buses roll in for an excursion here because this salmon bake is quite popular yeah a lot of them go to the salmon bake and then go to a show over at the, the review in the yeah little theater over there so the salmon bake was underwhelming <laughs> yeah <laughs> we weren't we weren't huge fans of it. if it seems like it's going to be like an all-you-can-eat experience type thing and it's really not well so not that it, all you can eat is the be all end all of, well, of food experiences calm down your midwest but, is showing but basically you spend a lot of money to either get a salmon filet or i think they had two other meat options yeah and they grill them outside it's really cool how they grill them outside it's not baked even though it's called a bake they're they're grilled on these giant fire pit grills um there's a whole team that does it um and they have a few different sides and they have a salad bar and you bring your food back to some sort of rustic tables or there's also an indoor seating area if you want thought the indoor seating area smelled a little bit so it did it was not for me my biggest thing the food aside food was fine it was expensive but food was fine um my biggest thing, though, is that it's billed as um, this historical salmon bake. This You're going to this yeah. good old-fashioned Alaskan salmon bake here in Pioneer Park, which is also all of these historical structures. And you walk in and you think what you're going to be greeted with is you're going to kind of take a step back in time, right? Like for anyone who has done um, hoop-de-doo review, maybe that at, yeah. at Fort Wilderness yeah. at Walt Disney World. You were or, hoping to be something like that. Yeah. And what you do is you walk in and everyone is just dressed in modern day clothing. They look like they work at Culver's. They do. They did look like they worked at Culver's and Culver's. And the menus look like delicious. they came from Culver's. It's like. It, <laughs> so I struggled with. What I thought I was going to, which I was told was this historical salmon bake. We're recreating what it was like to go to these. Some music or something, live music? No. Yeah, they had uh, modern Muzak pumping through (laughs) the area. So, you know, at one point, like Ariana Grande is playing and like music I like, but not in this particular environment. environment. There was nothing outside of the food i, mean, there's I like, guess there's like some historic gold mining equipment on the ground that you can walk around yes at at the bake but but you, nothing else felt like yeah. it was meant to be there and so it was just kind of disappointing because the pioneer park itself is very cool and there's a lot of opportunities to connect with history and so then you think you're going to do it this way too on like a food and celebration and like environmental sort of experience where you're like this is what it was like to go to one and uh instead you know like ushers playing and you're (laughs) waiting for your piece of salmon 
and then you stand in line at the salad bar which man it'd been you know yeah. that was the second salad bar we'd been to in like and, as many weeks it was very strange um and you have to go to like one station to pick up your side yeah, your one it, side and i don't and, know it we could it's just dumb i would say uh, save your money if, if you're if you're staying there and you don't have a separate vehicle and you want to have dinner for the one night you're staying there you'll it'll be fine yeah uh, it's but, a little pricey but i'm sure there are plenty of other restaurants in Fairbanks that you would probably would rather enjoy eating at. Yeah, or cook at home and save your money yeah. so that you can go canoeing on the Chena River, which is something that we did as well. Yeah, and, and this was that a great was very spot cool. for it. So there, yes. we could walk right over to one of the concessionaires that that rents canoes out. It mm -hmm. took it was maybe a 7 minute walk from yeah. from the parking lot at Pioneer Park. You kind of have to walk around the park. We did reserve a canoe in advance, and they also have like stand-up paddle parts and other things. But you can use your own canoe if you want; and cost you a little less, and but then they they will still pick you up and and take you back here. So it's a pretty standard canoeing experience. If you've never done that before, uh, you get in a canoe and you start at this location. Some of them you they take you somewhere to start and you end there. But this one, you start at this location, you float down the river on the Chena River through Fairbanks and. Passed a lot of past a lot of homes and stuff, but also passed like but some historic structures as well. Up bars, yeah, some some places where you can get out. You you park your canoe, get out, and actually go to a bar or restaurant, which we did, um, and that was super fun. Yeah. It was really busy because it was a holiday weekend yeah. and it was beautiful weather, and everyone was out on the river. It's been a very long time since I had been canoeing, and. <laughs> Alaska I, is very Midwestern, right? Yes. Alaska belongs in the Midwest if it wasn't up there. Fairbanks does. This was, this was a good old Midwestern canoe float. This The guy on the stand-up paddleboard sitting in the chair, like he had, he had a plastic chair, and he's yeah. sitting in it with his cooler of beer while he's just floating down. I just, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm like back at the Buffalo River in the 80s and early 90s with all of my mother's family. This is, you know, you're on the float trip. This is the float trip. I loved it. I had the best time. The only thing that I didn't love about it is compared to most canoe trips I have been on, most of the ones I have been on have not been on rivers where powered boats are allowed. Yeah. And yeah. there were several motor powered boats that were going very fast and uh, making us a little nervous at times we might have been the only people on that river not asking the power boats to go fast and create big waves True. and a big wave we have little children so i mean know. people were like go fast yeah. go faster and i'm like slow down there's children yeah. out here yeah. <laughs> but it, it was it was a blast and it was it was a great amount of time to be yeah. out on the river and it was so cool to be in alaska where it was warm enough to do that so after we had exhausted all of the fun sort of fourth of july outdoor activities around pioneer park we did go over to the koa in fairbanks for a couple of days of full hookups before we moved on yeah. out of the area which i'm glad we did because we did get a little bit of rainy weather well, and we while needed, we were there. We needed to dump our trash. We needed to dump our tanks. And... We wanted to just really fill up all of the uh -huh. batteries, you know, have those open tank showers, <laughs> do some laundry, things like that. So yeah. we did go over there for a couple of nights. Nothing special to talk it, about. It's with a KOA campground. journey, so it's a basic one. Yeah. Um, it was also a little bit on the expensive side, yes. um, but that's, that's what you're going to find but while we were over there at the KOA, we did take advantage of a few things that we wanted to do as well. So one of um, our kids, one of their summer like to-do lists was they wanted to see a baseball game while we were up in Alaska. So we were able to make that work and we saw the Alaska gold panners. And I do mean by we were able to make that work. We did go there. It made a couple innings work. <laughs> made a couple of innings work before the storm rolled in and yeah, just kind it, of it, pushed it, us all it out. Got bad, but it was cool. You can go see minor league baseball in Alaska. And yeah. in fact, the Gold Panthers they do a. It's sort of well known. They do sort of. I think it's a midnight game. Yeah. Um, on occasion because it's it's light out. Yeah, so it's usually towards the end of yeah. June. 
And yeah. they, yes, there's several different minor league teams in and around Alaska. While we were in Fairbanks, this is where the gold panners are housed. And so we did head over. We didn't think we were going to go, but then it looked like the weather was going to open up. So we went, we bought tickets, we get all settled and the storm starts to roll in. And a, a word of caution, if you do decide to go to the gold panners, do not park your car, oh, your yeah. truck anywhere near the stadium, like the first couple of rows towards the stadium. Yeah, because the balls will go out. The balls go out. <laughs> they do not have a net high enough or long enough no. to protect it, from it is screaming fly balls. The weirdest little stadium I've ever been to. It is, the, it is it's very kind weird. of the seating's all hodgepodge together in weird ways, yeah. and the views aren't great. But it was still. It, it, it was had it not been rainy. We would have had a lot of fun there. We lasted <laughs> about a half an hour, yeah. but we did get to say that we've been there, done and that. And the Philly fanatic was there. And the Philly, can you believe he, he made it all the way to all, Like, wow. What How many flight? Philly fanatics do you think there are out there? Oh, there's at least <laughs> 10 suits making the uh, rounds right now. But the best thing we did over here was we headed over to the town of North Pole, which is just outside of Alaska. They, It's the actual North Pole, folks, where... Santa lives uh, we because, found it. Uh, because they have reindeer there. Yes. Uh, so the North North Pole is a, it's a town. They have little you know, little things to do and stuff. But the the big thing uh, that that people go to in North Pole is the Santa Claus house. Yes. And they have some really uh, really dated statues outside like, of, of Santa Claus and stuff to take photos with. But uh, an epic gift shop of both like it's like half Christmas stuff. And half uh, Alaskan souvenirs, and it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, we, I, I, we can't say what we bought because they're they're gifts, but we bought some really <sighs> wonderful gifts for yes. for a couple of family members. Yeah, um, and uh, and then they have they have reindeer there. You can actually go see their reindeer. We spent a decent amount of time there. Yeah, they have ice cream and yeah. that kind of stuff. It, it's a, it's a half day sort of experience yeah we yeah. spent a good half day there it was uh the perfect way to kind of wrap up our time in that area before we moved on so highly recommend going to the santa claus house yeah. in north pole alaska so that's our trip to fairbanks uh we're gonna take a break and when we come back we will check the level of our tanks <laughs> be right back you know when i was a kid one of the best christmases ever i remember my dad bringing out a brand new bicycle into the living room when i was like seven years old what's the adult version of that What's the way that you can deliver that best gift ever affect this holiday season? Well, you can still do it with a bike. Electric e-bikes will impress even the hardest person to shop for on your list. There are lots of e-bikes to choose from out there, but there's only one Electric XP, the best-selling e-bike in America. It's the perfect gift for the explorer, the eco-warrior, or the parent on your list, or just as a treat for yourself. And starting at just $749, these e-bikes are friendly on your wallet. Plus, you can get hundreds of dollars in free accessories when you purchase this holiday season at electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E bikes.com. More in a moment, but first, this video is sponsored by RVmattress.com by Brooklyn Bedding. Did you know that the mattress that comes with most RVs is often just a placeholder? Look inside it. Does it look like a bed of ramen noodles? Most RV manufacturers never intended that you'd actually sleep on it. We've been using mattresses from Brooklyn Bedding in our last two RVs. We couldn't be happier. You can choose your thickness, all sorts of different odd RV mattress sizes, but from an actual mattress company that has both foam and hybrid mattresses with actual coil springs in them. We're sleeping great on real mattresses from a real mattress company in our RV and in our home now. RVmattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial along with a 10-year warranty. Plus, their products are entirely toxin-free, they're simple to ship and set up. We've even had them shipped to campgrounds from their factory in Arizona. You just unroll them and let them expand. The RV Miles community gets 25% off when you visit rvmattress.com slash rvmiles and use the promo code rvmiles. That's rvmattress.com slash rvmiles with the promo code rvmiles at checkout. Our thanks to rvmattress.com and Brooklyn Betting for supporting this channel and to you for supporting our sponsors. Welcome back. And it is time to check the level of our tanks. All right, Jay, what is in your fresh tank this week? Black. What's in Should your black? Should we start with that? Let's start with, the, start with the bad. Start with the dirty the tank. So my black tank is this thing that I've noticed going around on social media um, where there's a lot of these um, 
a lot of these accounts that are a police department, a local police department, a local sheriff's office, sharing information about things and things usually often it's like, and this is how you should, how you should merge on the highway, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I just want to caution you guys that most of those accounts are fake. (gasps) There are most of them. If you like actually click through them. Now, some of them aren't, some of them are real. I've seen a couple late. I've seen a couple lately from real ones that I'm like, why are you, they're, they're wrong. Like they're sharing things that are wrong. Like that whole thing up that was going around about the, um, the, iPhone. the Apple iPhone name drop feature where you can put two iPhones together and send your contact information from one, one to another that the, the sort of hype over that began with a police department that was warning people on social media about not doing that. It turns out it's actually a fairly secure feature where you have to go through several steps to share your contact information. Somebody's not just walking by you at the grocery store, stealing your contact information off your phone. It requires user user interaction. So there are actually some legitimate things out there like that, but, but that's not really what this is about. It's about the fact there are a lot of these fake police department, social media pages out there that are just sharing these sort of clickbait things about why you should zipper merge or why zipper merge is bad or whatever, you know. I don't even know what zipper merge is, but A-okay. Oh, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I'm sure I do. I just don't know that that's what it's called, but whatever. Can we say, too, that this is not like... You are not coming after like our law enforcement individuals. No, no, no. It's, most it's about people who are pretending to be law yes. enforcement. Well, and, yeah. and most of the time, the, what the social media and also the social and, media, the person at the police department who's actually not a police officer. Yeah, right? I think that there's sometimes yeah. can be a yeah. disconnect between yeah. our law enforcement yeah. and perhaps the social media that is trying to bring awareness. The, why to, we have gotten to the day and age where where police departments feel the need that they need to to create posts that go viral and build a social media presence. I don't understand. It'd be great if it was more about the local. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it just just reminded me. So we, we are in the, the local Facebook group for our, our, here we go again, for our community here. Is this going to become like a segment with many of them? And and I have, well, I have enjoyed as we travel if we sit down for like a month somewhere, I will often join the, the like some of the local mm-hmm. groups, right? Mm-hmm. To see what's like going on in the community and what people complain about and stuff like that. So, so last night there was this post that was like, there's 8 p.m. <laughs> there's a fox traveling east on Knoxville Road. <laughs> That's all the post said. Fox, 8 p.m. Fox just came we're, through my backyard, <laughs> traveling it, east. <laughs> we were just cracking up because it's like, wait, I'm waiting. Are you going to go follow it and find it? Am I like going to get out of my like, it's it's like, it's like so, uh, an alert you give out to somebody who's like getting in a tornado chase vehicle or something. It's the Fox chase vehicle. Somebody called the So news. I thought that was funny. But yeah, I, I just be careful about what you see on social media. Yeah, just be careful. Just. <laughs> Even yeah. if it says that it's coming from what you would believe to be a reputable source, please go make sure that someone is not trying to abuse the fact that you believe it's a reputable source. Like yeah. it's it's awful that people are out there making these fake accounts and putting our, you know, almost like adding to a narrative of how our law enforcement is inept a little bit. And yeah. I really think that that's dangerous and not the best look. So just, just check before you share that post about how we should or shouldn't merge into a highway. Okay, Jason, what is in your fresh tank? Uh, my fresh tank is a book. Uh, it is called the creative act by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin uh, is a legendary record producer. He was he originally was a member of the Beastie Boys and a a, a, a DJ. Um, but he over the years has just become this uh, incredible record producer. Is to, you will know lots of albums he has created. Um, some of the biggest being Johnny Cash's comeback in the '90s when he sort of did those really haunting covers and mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Uh, he has this book that he has put together uh, 
based on all of the things he has learned from working with all of these artists over the years about creativity. And it's called The Creative Act, and he's very quick up front to say, we are all creative beings in this, whether you are uh, baking a cake, uh, whether you're an artist who's painting, whether you're just finding the best way to arrange the pillows on your couch. Or do your laundry. We're, we're all creative beings. And it is about sort of finding the joy and creativity and being open uh, to allowing creativity to happen to you. And it's also just full of some wonderful anecdotes about, you know, working with great minds over the years. And I really, I, I love it. He does. So he does a podcast that is, uh, co-produced, uh, it's under, um, Malcolm Gladwell's, uh, umbrella, uh, at Pushkin and, um, Malcolm does some episodes, Rick does some episodes and they have another host that does some episodes where they just interview, uh, wonderful, uh, musicians. It's called broken record. It's a great podcast. And the, it sort of, if you get into an episode or two of that, you're really going to love this book as well. And this could be a really great gift as well. Great. Add this to the yeah. holiday suggestions from yeah. earlier. All right, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank is something that's just been on my mind a lot lately. Everyone who's listening is um, in some way or other interested in RVing or RV travel, or they're learning about it, or they're seasoned RVers, they're full-timers, they're part-timers, they're weekenders, they're undefined. We're all enjoying this one collective thing that we find interest in, RVing. Lately... It seems like from our community where we should all be supporting and uh, celebrating this thing that we love, it seems like lately the trend across social media is for us to tear down the person who's not doing it exactly like us. Lately? Lately, it has gotten really bad. As always. Really bad. I am tired of your hot take. Yeah. I don't need your hot take anymore. Nobody cares. Here's the thing about a hot take. <laughs> it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It sets a room on fire, but it eventually dies down and you have to go find something else to get all riled up about. Just stop. Stop. It does not yeah. matter if we are full-time, part-time. It does not matter if we own one RV, two RVs, no RVs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You go live your life. I'm going to go live my life. And that is okay. Don't make me feel bad for my choices because they're not yours. I will never make you feel bad for your choices just because they're not mine. Or if we do, like, sorry. I mean, legitimately, we're sorry legitimately. If, we, if we've ever made anybody feel that way. But like, and I think a lot of us have blinders where we don't necessarily yes. see something. But when when people get just so frustrated and angry over like... The fact that somebody has decided to camp in a certain type of campground over another. I get. Why? What, what are we doing here? I get really worked up about this. Like I, I'm getting like a little bit of like the shakes. Because I, when I see something that starts with, I know that this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Ugh. Or, or here's my hot take on this. When I see you start something like that, that says to me that you're not interested in actually talking to me about something or that you're not interested in actually being a valuable part of a community. It tells me that you are here to drop a bomb, blow everything up, walk out and be like, I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it. It's not me. It's yeah. you all. It's you all and your choices. Yeah, if you don't if you don't like it, you're just soft and you're you know, whatever. Like I, you can't take it because but, I, but why why is it why Oh, there's so much negativity that has, has yes. gone into social media lately. I've been noticing it too. It seems to be getting worse. It, it, it does. And maybe I'm sensitive to it because we're in a transition phase as our viewers, perhaps. But I don't think that that is because I, I, I have really sat for a long time. I even asked you, are you okay with me sharing this as a black tank? This has been sitting on my heart for a while. It's really bothering me because I have always felt it was this way in theater and it wasn't always this way in theater but it was what you always hoped it would be in theater and then it was always what I hoped it would be in this community and for the most part it has and that is a truly supportive space where we are all welcome around a campfire no matter who we are 
nothing about us is makes us better than anyone else. There's nothing about me that is more valuable than you. And I have struggled with the negative um, environment around being a content creator and how that word or influencer is often used as a weapon towards what I do for a living. And now I have noticed from some in the, and I'll just call it out, from some of y'all in the full-time community that you have started to weaponize those of us who have, who have changed and used it as a narrative to be either driving your point home that your life is better than mine or to drive your point home that we all did something wrong and we couldn't cut it. And that cuts deep for me. That's a real personal one. So I'm, I am being personal here. I've taken that personally. I try not to, but I have. I try to take the other stuff about the influencers and the content creators, whatever, that's my job. If you don't like it, that's okay. But this stuff where I'm watching us tear each other down internally and I'm seeing how sad it is making some people, you know, or even it's been the narrative. The narrative for a long time was so negative against full-time RVers. You know, it was that we're homeless, that we're awful to our kids, that we don't know how to have real jobs, that all of this living off the government. Right. And then 2020 hit and that all shifted. And then there was a discovery of how wonderful and freeing full time can be. And that was beautiful. And the community really grew. And now it seems like that community is now doing what was done to us for the first four years I was on the road they're now doing the complete opposite, which is to tear those down who are not doing what they do for a living well, the, or I, for life. What I, to jump onto that, what I think a, a lot of people are doing is saying things, um, whether it's about this subject or, or, or many others related to RVing, that they say these blanket statements. And then when you challenge them with that, there's often, well, well, it doesn't this apply, didn't apply to you. you. You're doing it right. But like, but you're saying this blanket thing that, that does apply, you know? So it's, it's really, uh, it's, I, it's, it's really, I, I, there's things uh, we can talk for hours about yeah, the vitriol of social media and why social media just brings us all down to the bottom sometimes. But it doesn't but it, have to. It doesn't to. have to be. It can be a wonderful, and it many times has been a wonderful, joyful place. I guess I'm also really tired of people using social media as the excuse for why things are awful. You typed it. You posted it. You thought it. You created it. Instagram didn't create it. YouTube but, didn't create it. You created yeah. it and then used those platforms to make those statements but I, you know this the thing that i talked about last week too though is that when we respond to those statements sometimes this last week yeah. i was talking about sort of dumb dumb posts but even even things that are just uber negative the more we the algorithms on social media uh the more we respond and react to those things um you know they, it fuels it so mm-hmm. the more we can ignore those things as challenging as it might be and as as much as sometimes you want to go in and defend other people who are kind of being attacked yeah the more we do that the more viral that thing goes i have for myself a real strong desire that i i will look at what i have done in the past i will look at what i do in the future and i will i will do better you know i i'm going to i think in some respects, I would really like to eliminate, um, you know, how we define the categories of RVing. And we're just RVers in, in whatever way that means. Mm-hmm. I am I am human and I RV. Yeah. And, and maybe, the- you know, that needs to start at my own front door. And maybe I, you know, I need to be better about um, labels not everything has to be labeled. It's, a, it's like a desire um, we have as humans to categorize everything in certain ways. Yeah. And it, it, how do, what do you just, what do you define as, you know, for instance, what, what do you call camping? 
you know, the people will, can argue for centuries over yeah. whether RVing is camping, but at what, what isn't is, is, is being in the middle of nowhere in a pop-up for four weeks camping, you know, like what, what do you consider camp, who, but why does it matter? I don't, why? It doesn't. And we can just wrap this up because again, we could talk about this for hours, yeah. but I, I will wrap this up by saying that, um, it will start at my door and, and I will be responsible for the labels and the language that we use here at RV miles going forward, because I have felt the sting of rejection because I'm not a particular type of whatever. I felt that, you know, be that when I was in theater and I didn't get cast in something because I wasn't a particular size or I didn't look a particular way. Um, and now here in the RV sphere, because I'm not a particular type of RVer that, you know, mm. I'm, I will start at my, it will start at RV miles is just going to pay attention to RV miles. And we start at our front door and, and it's, it's more, and that's, that is significant. That's enough for me. It's more than though, just not making fe people feel awful. It's also going out of your way to make them feel welcome. You know, I, yes. I think they're there for a while there. There's a lot of, um, and I think there still are. There are a lot of people in the content creation field who feel um, out of the loop. Like they're not good enough. Like they can't do, do sort of RV content creation because they're not full timers. Yeah. And, and let me say, if you feel that way, you, if you feel unwelcome in any, any sort of, RVing environment, if you don't have a label for yourself, A, that's okay. And B, you are always welcome around an RV miles campground. We don't care. Yeah. We don't care if you don't even own an RV. You don't even have to be an RV. You could just see my campfire and be like, hey guys, that's, that looks cool. Can I sit there? You bet you can. And this is all really Come important because this is, this is what makes camping different from going to a hotel you go to a campground and it is a communal atmosphere we yeah. all see each other's campsites we walk around the campground we talk to each other mm -hmm. you don't have to be a social person for that but you are going to exist at a campground in a space where other people are unless you're one of those people that only likes to just boondock in the middle of nowhere and be around nobody which is totally fine as well but camping uh, is generally a, a communal thing. We're all united by a common yeah. interest. And I think that that common interest should be enough in however way we define it. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, this has really been sitting on my heart for a while. And I believe that in all of the spaces we have at RV Miles, the podcast is where I feel like we are able to share these feelings with all of you and then receive your thoughts on this back in a way that we know is going to be respectful and is going to be engaging and is going to be something that's looking to make forward momentum and not again just tear us all down so thank you for being a community that provides that safe space for Jason and I to share things like this with you because it has been sitting on my heart for a few months now, and I feel better getting it off my chest. All right. What's in your fresh tank? You got to do one more. Here. I got to do one more. Okay. So uh, my fresh tank is speaking of ways that we can uh, all come together and be a community is we have some really exciting things to announce that Jason and I are doing for RV Miles. And that is we have three, at least right now, three RV shows that we're presenting seminars at across the country that if you happen to be in the area we would really, really love to see you. So the first one is happening at the end of January. The last weekend in January, we are going to be in Kansas City. We're going to be giving some seminars at the RV show that is happening there. We're going to be at the Friday and Saturday all day at the event. We're going to be presenting a couple of seminars each day. As soon as they have all of that out, I will share more details on times. But we would love to see you if you're going to be in the Kansas City area at the end of January. Then if you're going to be in the Seattle area, we are presenting several seminars as well at the Seattle RV Show, which is happening February 15th through the 18th. We'll be We'll be doing seminars on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, as well as filming the podcast there. Jason's going to be doing the news video there. So we're going to be very busy and 
all around the RV show on those days. So if you're going to be in the Seattle area between February 15th and 18th, we really, really hope you will come out and say hi to us. We would love to see you in the audience. We would love to talk to you after the seminars or out on the showroom floor. We will link to all of the um, RV shows that we talk about here. I'll link to them in the description of the video or in the show notes for this episode so you can go and so learn more about that. are you them. saying you don't want to say the other one because you don't know how to pronounce it? Oh, no, I'll say the other <laughs> one. I, I learned. Um, we will be at the Puyallup RV show, which is a suburb of Seattle, a southern suburb of Seattle. So We're, two Seattle opportunities. Two this, Seattle. Yeah. Now this one, the weather might be a little bit nicer, and that is going to be May 4th through the 7th. We will be at the Puyallup RV show. We will also be giving a bunch of seminars there as well. So again, Kansas City, Seattle, Puyallup, we would love to see you there if you're going to be in the area. We might have a few more that pop up before RV show season is over. And of course, I see your hand. We're going to be in Tampa. Yeah. You can come see us in Tampa. At the Florida RV Super Show. Not the Tampa RV Show. The Florida RV Super Show. Yes. We're going to be there uh, for Media Day on Tuesday. And then we will be there for the Wednesday and Thursday general admission days. So uh, no, we're not doing any seminars or anything, uh, but we are hoping to have a place where we can all uh, do a little say hi, be that at the pretzel stand, or perhaps they will have a designated area they will let us use. Um, And as soon as we know more about that, we will share that with you guys. Okay, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for allowing us to speak from our hearts to you. We really appreciate you being here and supporting RV Miles. If you would like to head over to Apple Podcast and leave RV Miles a five-star review, your review is helping put us in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you so much to the over 1,200 of you who have already gone over there and left us a review. If you want to talk to Jason and I, you can find us over at the RV Miles Facebook group or at editor at RVMiles.com. But until next week, stay healthy, stay safe, and please leave space in your campground and keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.